Are you sure this water's sanitary? It looks questionable to me. Tantard, can't you see mommy's talking? But what about bacteria? It's fine, honey. That'll be the intro right there. <laughs> Welcome to the Vessels Podcast. Wow. Back at it again, live in the lion's den. That was cool. My name is Jeremy Davenport, and this right next to me is the one and only Christian, Christian Beatty. Beatty. Yeah, I guess you can introduce beep, yourself. Beep, beep. And then sitting adjacent from me, we got the one and only Connor Michael Medea. Same middle name. Stands for greatness. And then sitting next to him is the one and only Allie Middle World Middle Name World Champion. I messed that up. That's, middle Name World Champion. That's the third time in a row we've used that joke. It's not a joke. It's oh. a truth when now. you state the truth. Okay. Say Thank you for that. It's true. Gosh, the disrespect. <laughs> Just let it happen. Are you opposed to the Middle Name World? Champion? I like offend <gasps> someone out there. <laughs> Someone's like, let it happen. Um. And we're in the podcast studio, guys. This is the Vessels Podcast. If you're new to it, we're so excited you're here. Uh, this is a part of the Ask Us Why Christian Apparel line. Yeah, two thumbs up for that one. And uh, <laughs> Vessels Podcast, the idea is that we... <laughs> thank you for animating as I talk. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I love it. Keep, please keep it going. Keep it going. Okay, um, Christian Apparel line. And uh, Vessels Podcast, basically, we're... Pretty young. We're all like in our 20s right now. Actually, someone's birthday is tomorrow. Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Connor. Thank you very much. What yeah, the? Very yeah. excited. <laughs> I'm just going to zoom in on Allie's face right there. She'll be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all like 20, 22. So we're not like, you 20. know, theologians or anything or like longtime pastors. But Allie's we've learned. Allie is a theologian. So we're going to be breaking it down later in this episode, hearing from her. She's but the seminary. idea is that we are here to just pass on what we have learned, experienced, or have uh, witnessed from other people and just share that with you guys as best as we can because we are here to grow the kingdom for Jesus. So, with that being said, we got a dope podcast for you guys today. And uh, before we get started, I always like to get a read on the room just to kind of get an idea of like how we're doing. Last time, Allie's response was. <laughs> And so we're hoping for something better this time. We're hoping, we're hoping for something better this time. But let's let's start off with Christian. How you doing? I'm about to go to a surprise party. Yeah, and I can say that it's not mine because you don't this know won't that. be posted until Monday. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. What if I told you I was doing an IGTV live right now or something? She was I just watching it. Wouldn't be worried. I don't think. Oh, she would nice, be. confident. All right, I see yeah. you. I mean. This is what it is, man. We got your swimsuit, though. What I forgot my swimsuit. So, Remy, I need to borrow some shorts. Yeah, I got you, bro. So I don't have to wear khakis into the pool. I will say that uh, I got some wide hips, khakis. so uh, I hope you can fit them. Not khakis. <laughs> what are you wearing? Jake from State wearing. Farm. Uh, uh, khakis. Yeah. I like Allie's impression. Have you guys the seen best. the one with uh, Drake from State Farm? That oh. commercial. It's so funny. What? Drake did They one? have actually Drake, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, like doing hey, it. Hey, I'm Drake from State Farm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Connor thinks it's so <laughs> I love a quality commercial. He loves yeah. the like, quinoa. Joaquin. No. And it's like quinoa. It's oh. like progressive commercial. It's <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, do we really good. need a sign to live, laugh, love? No. And it's like, no cussing, no fussing, no back talk. And he like throws the sign in the trash. <laughs> I love when they're at the beach and they're like, no advertising. We're not going to talk about insurance rates at all this entire trip. <laughs> and then someone off on the side of the beach is like, She's like, Gosh. wait, I'm Flo from Progressive? <laughs> She's like, man, I could really use a new insurance because I'm so frustrated with mine right now. And Flo's like, and <laughs> 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 just runs over. They're like, dang it. <laughs> I like the, um, my favorite commercials so far are the uh, uh, Allstate ones with the guy that's always like pretending to be something. He's like, I'm the raccoon on top of your garage or <laughs> gnawing through my way into your mayhem. attic. Yeah, Money Mayhem. Yeah, that guy. I, I was inspired to do a uh, uh, student council promotion for I myself. I remember that. With that, yeah. Do you remember that, Connor? I did a video. I was like, I don't know. I'm, no, your typical, I'm your typical high school student Connor's going for a student like, council position. Connor's like, I didn't vote position. for you, so. Doing whatever I can to win votes. Did you vote for him? Did you vote for me, Connor? I don't even or know did you vote I for James at all. He totally way to did. exercise your rights, dude. <laughs> way, way to do your job. James, you have like three jobs in this country. I miss you, James. <laughs> if James listens to this podcast, bro, I'll hit, you, hit me bro, up. What a legend, honestly. 
Yeah, Jason he's, he's one of those guys that like everyone just liked. You know, like he no wants one to did do. Like I think him. he's doing. Uh, he's trying to do like sports broadcasting stuff. I can imagine that. I've seen some stuff he's doing. Yeah. Anyways, people don't care about that. Anywho, Connor, Connor, how, how are you, you doing, doing today? Guys, I'm I'm doing good. Why? That's it. Here's the thing. Okay. It's gonna be like a high of like 80 degrees oh. in California this weekend. Oh. Can you believe it? That's what makes that so exciting. Is that I've been checking the weather like five times a day. Be like, man, this AZ heat, I'm ready to leave. And then I have to come back next week. But for the next three days, I don't have to subtract a three from my uh, my scale of how I'm doing. I swear you go to Cali like every other week. Am I wrong? People keep asking us why we don't just move there. I'm like, well, we don't have any money. You can live with your uncle. Oh, no, I Grandpa. have some money. Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, this man makes money now. He's my sugar daddy. Allie, how you doing? I'm good because it's my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> tomorrow. So I'm today's also a good day. Well, yeah, I had a good time. I went home, spent time with the grandma. It's very nice. Allie's very birthday good. is kind of a big deal. Yeah, listen, my birthday is the f- best day of the whole year. Really? It's the bestest. I love my birthday. I don't get why people don't like their birthday. You don't like your birthday. I don't get that. Pagan tradition. Oh. <laughs> Got him. Gentile. I just, I like the idea of like, like birthday trips even. They're fun because like, yeah, I love being celebrated, but it's cool to like look at who I invited and like tell them like, this is why you're here yeah. because this is the role you play in my life. And I think that they deserve to be celebrated too. And then you tell so, everybody else who didn't make it, this but, is why you're not here. Yeah, this idiot. is why I don't like Yeah, it. waiting for my explanation. As I'm telling t- Refining your friend group by invited. fire. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can get with the idea of celebrating someone because they've, you know, they're alive. They're, you know, you're blessed by their presence or their friendship or whatever it is. And so like you celebrate that stuff. I just can't stand maybe you're this way, but I'll be straight to you. When the mindset is like it's my day all day long and then it's like it's gotta go their way or the highway, and it just becomes more of a burden because you're just like afraid you're gonna say the wrong thing and make the day not a good day or something. Cause it's like we're trying to do our best. But like we're here to celebrate you, but when your mindset is like, it's my day and I'm the princess and it's going to be on top of the world or I'm the king, whatever it is, that's where it's like, that does not represent Christ well and it just doesn't sit with me well. But that's that's me. Everyone can do their thing. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I used to be that way. That's why it bothers me. Mm-hmm. I used to throw parties. Do you remember this? I used to throw parties at my grandparents' place. They had a sweet backyard, big old oasis, big old pool. I used to throw a party every year for myself and I just kind of got tired of just trying to blow my image up and make me look cool. Cause I was like, I want to be that guy that's known for having the big cool parties. Well, and a lot of people get annoyed with like people that repost every birthday post someone else posted for them. That's true. Like people, like everyone has their own idea of like how they like to spend their birthday. Well, I will also say that I think that a lot of people compare Mm. saying like, Oh, how many people told them happy birthday and how many people they reposted for them. And then how many people told me happy birthday to repost kind of thing. (laughs) I got a really good transition, guys. Hit us with it. So, you know how we talk about birthdays? What do people usually get on their birthdays? Oh, God. They get gifts. Again, though, we skipped over asking Remy how he's doing. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. It happens every time. Gifts. Remy. I always have to Sorry. answer it myself. I always say, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for asking. Appreciate <laughs> I've it. asked a few times. It's been a good day. Christian and I went to GCU and passed out flyers to freshmen Looks for up. our ebook. And if you're a freshman coming from that, Thank you so much for giving, getting a flyer from us. Hope it was somewhat valuable to you. Uh, you should check out our podcast episode we also did on this that got their insight as well because um, they have great insight and good wisdom as well for freshman year experiences and do's and don'ts. But um, yeah, that was fun. Threw Frisbee around. Birthday gifts. And uh, yeah, birthday gifts. Now we're here. So speaking yeah, of good day. gifts. Why I did that transition. Yeah, no, keep going. You got it. No, that was pretty good. I, I got excited. All right, cool. Anyways, yeah, on this episode, we're talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit. Spiritual. What the heck even are they? Can yes. we get a breakdown of just some definitions here for people who maybe aren't even aware of what the gifts of the Spirit is? Allie? Oh, okay. Um, a when gift you, when that you it, hear spiritual gift, what's your first impression? Like gifts that are like given to you by the Spirit. <laughs> spirit so that I Good answer, good answer, like good answer. Like something that um, is like, in, it's like, how do I just say this? Like personalities are different than a gift. Like mm-hmm. it's it's in your personality because that's just who you are. But I think a gift is something that you might not even have the knowledge that you have. 
um, because it's something that is innate to you. Like if the Holy Spirit gave you this gift and it's inside of you, just mm-hmm. like Jesus is inside of you. Which is a great point because we only receive the gifts mm-hmm. when we have the Holy Spirit. Exactly. So you can't have it before the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yeah. Connor, you want to break it down as well for us? What, what do you break think? Break it down. Or, or yeah, I think. Know, uh, what do you know? Okay, guys, here we go. I think a, uh, a common oh. misconception about <laughs> spiritual gifts is that go. it like people only look at it in the New Testament, which is obviously where most of them are like listed out and laid out. Um, but I think this is something that I learned like recently too is spiritual gifts don't like start in like the New Testament, like the spirit of God, like laid like gifts upon people in the Old Testament all the time. Like Joseph like was able to interpret dreams and stuff. And then there was this guy, his name starts with a B and I can't remember his name completely because it's a weird name, but he was the one who like did designed all of like the, the art in the, the, the tabernacle. tabernacle. Yeah. Um, and that was from like the spirit too, like gifted him like wisdom, um, and stuff. So, and then also I think we forget like who shows all of these gifts, which is Jesus. Mm. And then obviously, you know, in, in, you know, Romans and Corinthians or first Corinthians and then some in Ephesians is where they lay all of them out. But, um, you obviously see all of these things in Jesus, in the gospels and in his life. Um, and so when I think we're talking about spiritual gifts, um, it can be easy to just like, I, I make the, the comparison to like the Enneagram where some people who are like, I'm a uh, three or whatever. I don't even know all of them. Enneagram type five. I'm an Enneagram type five, and I will only do anything ever inside of that type because that's what defines me. Um, And that's (laughs) it. So, but yeah, that probably offends me. Like how you made your voice a girl. (laughs) Because while I think that's helpful, like you're not what your Enneagram number is. And I think. Um, sometimes we'll probably get into this, but that can be the same thing with spiritual gifts as well. Hmm. I think that sometimes though people hate taking personality tests because they hate being put in a box and with spiritual gifts, even sometimes people don't take the test and just read the descriptions and say, this is me because it's the most desirable. Um, same with Enneagram. A lot of people don't take the test. They just are like, Oh, this sounds most like me. Um, but with spiritual gifts, I think that can be a little tricky. Because, I don't know, like a gift, you, if you're looking at the mindset of the gift is what you want, that's incorrect. You have to look at what the gift is. Like, does that make sense? Like, you don't get to pick which one you want or which one you think you have. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Because you, uh, so for instance, the Enneagram test, mm-hmm. they say is only about 30% accurate. I took the Enneagram Are test. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. The test itself. Like yes, because you, you have to remember that some of those questions, if you remember, have you taken the Enneagram test? Yeah. A lot of those questions are so hard. You're like, do I choose this one? But I also kind of want to choose this one. Yeah. You ever had those ones where you're like, I'm kind of in between. That's where it's it's really hard. And it's, it's an algorithm. It's basically going to take certain answers and give you the most probability of it. And so it can be helpful. But for the longest time, I thought I was a two on the Enneagram. Yeah, there's, there's the face. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's what the online test told me. I also used to have people help me out and say, uh, you know, hey, I took the test like four different times and I got results different four different times. And that so that's where it's I've, hard. Every time I've taken the test, I've gotten a different result. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> that's the whole point. And the same thing goes for with the Holy Spirit is that, uh, or the, the you know, test for the gifts of the Spirit is that you can take the test and it can be somewhat helpful, but it's not all defining. And that's where you have to study it outside of it, study it through scripture. Um, and we'll talk more about like different ways to identify what it is. Um, but the idea is that you, you don't want to rely just on the test because it's not always reliable because it's, it's helpful, but it's also an algorithm at the end of the day. Um, and there's more to it that we can study. So there is the book, uh, the road back to you, I think by what's his face. Do I have it on my shelf somewhere? It's the guy that wrote, uh, the main book that a lot of people read for Enneagrams and uh, for the Enneagram. And I, I read that and that breaks down each one way more to better understand examples of like, that sounds more like me. And then I realized I was a type eight because I love to control everything. Wing seven? Wing seven. Cause I like to have a good time while I control everything. So I'm the guy that's in the car driving because I want to be in control, but I'm blasting the music cause I want to be in control, but I want to have a good time. 
That's interesting. Me. So in regards to <laughs> spiritual gifts though, what was your like thought with that? Uh, when we were just saying like, you can't, you, you want to at some point have to like assess yourself right. and say, which ones do I think I, I most attribute to myself towards? Mm -hmm. And then you have to test those and put them into practice and see if that is okay. what you believe your gift is, yeah. which is part of it. But there's, there's multiple ways. So what do you think your gift is? Well, gift or gifts, because oh. you can have multiple Cheryl. gifts. Um, I believe I have different gifts, but I think the point is, is that people want to know what their gifts are. I can share mine later on, but I, I think that'd be a good transition for us to read from scripture where the gifts are. Um, and like you were saying, Connor, very true. Uh, it's not just new Testament where we find the gifts of spirit because the Holy spirit is one of three in God, the triune God. And so there are multiple times where the Holy spirit has shown up in the old Testament and has given gifts in the moments, uh, and at times. And so, um, but specifically we get most of what we understand from the gifts of the spirit from Romans 12 and first Corinthians 12. So Christian, do you want to pull up uh, Romans 12, and then I'm going to read first Corinthians 12 so that we can, uh, crush through this for you guys. So you guys can get a little bit of insight. I pulled up Romans 12. What am I doing? I'm going to go to first Corinthians 12. Idiot. Idiot. So sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Here we go. All right. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities, the spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know, uh, I'm in the NLT version. Sorry. I'm going to switch to ESV. I have a preference. <laughs> There's my highlights. <laughs> Online Bibles, am I right, guys? Uh, <laughs> uh, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom and to another, the utterance of knowledge, according to the same spirit, the, and to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another, the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits, which is also known as discernment to another, various kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one in the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Connor, or I mean, Christian, sorry. Uh, go ahead and read uh, Romans now. Uh, 12 verse 3 through 8. Yeah. Cool. So I'm reading from the ESV um, and kind of the title for the subsection in the Bible. Um, the ESV version is Gifts of Grace. Um, so I'll just read it now at Romans 12, 3. For the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, the many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Boom. Boom. Love it. So, uh, and then there's other scripture that also talks about it. I think we see it in Ephesians 4. And then 1 Timothy 4 also talks about it as well. I'll bring that up a little bit later. Um but when you guys think of the gifts of the spirit, uh, do you guys know which gifts you guys have? Like, how did you guys learn what gifts you have? Or have you not discovered your gifts yet? I have not. Have not. Hmm. Connor, have you discovered, dis discovered your gifts yet? <laughs> I discovered my gifts um, a while ago. Uh, I don't know why I went to that accent. <laughs> 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 but no, I think backup voice. I do not know how I uh, got these voice, <laughs> but I have it yet again. No, I think I 
I don't know necessarily which one is like the leading one that I have, but I definitely have a couple where I'm like, yeah, this is this is something that I like to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I think hospitality is one of them. Um, I love having people over and creating spaces and places for people to do stuff together, whether that's like in my home or like going to do stuff at different places, like with groups of people. Yeah. Um, and another one. Why can I not remember what it was? Um, I think that I'm learning more about this one, but I do think that it's something that I'm gifted in, and that is the discernment, um, whether it be just discernment in general or discernment of spirits. I think that is something that is big in my testimony um, and something that I've kind of like swept under the rug for most of my life, and the Lord is teaching me more and more about that gift and what it looks like um, to be used um, through me. But those two things are probably um, at the forefront of my spiritual gifts. And how did you discover them? Um, The hospitality one, I think, was just like something that I learned and saw from other people um, and something that like I enjoyed a lot when when I was like in high school, we had a family... um, I mean, you know them, the mm-hmm. Jensen's who invited us over all of the time. Yeah. And it was something where I'm like, there has been so much like good and growth that has come from this. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the start of where I was like, okay, if this has done so much for me, I want to be uh, like kind of doing the same thing that they were doing yeah. um, because I know how, how helpful it was. And so when I started doing that and started having people over and started um, making plans and having groups do stuff together, I realized that that was why it was so impactful for me because it was probably one of my gifts as well. So it was like learn from experience and then also with the discernment, um, this discernment gift. That's just a whole different story with most of my testimony. But I've just dealt with a lot of spiritual warfare and spiritual, like that realm of things. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> I know that's something that the Lord uses through me. Um, and that's from my personal testimony stuff. So if you did not know, Vessels Podcast is actually a part of the Ask Us Why Christian Apparel Company. And the reason why you're hearing this is because we don't want to do ads with other companies. So we'd figure we'd just do ads with ourselves. And the only way that we can make money as a company and continue doing what we do and doing these podcasts is by your support that comes through our e-commerce, our apparel store that we have online. You can also support us on our Patreon, but we just released a new collection of apparel that is our Collection 5 Roots, which has five different shirts, all different colors that we just dropped and we are super excited about. And if you want to support the podcast slash ask us why and what we're doing, and if you want to help us continue doing what we do, it would mean the world to us if you went and checked it out and maybe bought something from us. It's the only way that we stay afloat. This is my full-time job and we don't have sponsors and we don't have other companies that pay us. And so we solely rely on your support to continue doing what we do. So if you love what we do and you love what ask us why is continuing to do in our vision, it would mean the world to us if you checked it out with that being said we'll jump back to the podcast so yeah as far as when it comes to trying to discover what our gifts are there's a few different ways that you can go about that and so we uh we of course already kind of brought it up but online tests there is a specific website you guys can go to which is i'll put it on the screen right here and if you're listening to the podcast only audio uh you can just try and listen and then just Maybe go type a link in. in yeah can you put a link into like just in the, the podcast in the description i think so okay i'll do that i'll put it in the description but either way uh it's gifts.churchgrowth.org and it's a little bit over a hundred questions so you definitely want to take the time to go through it but it definitely gives some pointers on uh which ones are, are are stronger and which ones aren't as strong and so i think that's another great point that i want to bring up is that just because you have a certain gift doesn't mean that you get to neglect the other gifts. Because I think we think that. We think that it's like a, a road to discovery of like, what is yours? So let's say that we think that our gift is teaching, right? It's like, I think that I've been gifted with the ability to teach and to teach and share truth uh, from like a biblical standpoint or just in general in life, whatever it is, I'm really good at teaching. And so then they neglect to 
the administration gift of the Holy Spirit or towards um, service or towards hospitality or towards mercy or any of those ones. And we decided to neglect it just because we think that that's not our calling in life. And I think that's where we have to really understand is that it's a gift from the spirit. And it's not something that like you uh, get to decide. It's what God decides to give you. But just because you receive that doesn't mean that that's the only thing you do with the gift. It's not you don't get to neglect the other ones because we're called to do all of them. Just because you don't have the gift of evangelism and you can be like, you know, friggin, uh what's his face? Uh, you had a quote from him a couple weeks ago. I uh, cannot remember. This dude was a legend. He was like a, a 1940s evangelist or something Billy like that. Billy Graham? Billy Graham's a big one, massive one, but that's not who I was talking about. I was talking about a different guy. But anyways, like, you know, we're not the Billy Graham, but we're still called to evangelize. Like scripture <laughs> clearly tells us that. We might have the gift of it, but we don't get to neglect it. Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer. Sorry, I was thinking there it is. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And uh, yeah, so, so we definitely want to make sure that we don't do that. And then the next thing that I was going to bring up is that uh, sometimes we think that the gifts that we have are less or more important than other gifts. And that's a huge misconception because some of us might be in the position of teaching or of exhortation uh, while other people are on the giving or on the uh, ministry side of things or the serving side. And so we think that because our gift isn't as front and center stage that it's not as important, but Paul clearly states that that's contrary to what we should understand. So I'll go back to 1 Corinthians 12, and I'll read the second half, which talks about the unity of the body or using the uh, analogy of the body <clears throat> and how you can't really neglect one body part because then the whole body can't function altogether. So let me pull that up real quick for us. It's going to be 1 Corinthians 12 verses 12 through 20, sorry, through 30. So I'm just going to, I'm going to run through this real quick. It says, for just as the body is one and has many members and all of the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For if one, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would make it any, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need for you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, which means you can't do without. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow with great honor, which is all about what Jesus talks about, how the greatest in the kingdom are going to be those that are the least, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church the first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts? And I will show you still a more excellent way. I know that was a lot of scripture, but um, it's better that scripture talks than us talk, right? You know Amen, what I'm saying? Amen, brother. Amen. Praise. Dude. Let's just read. Let's just go. <laughs> this is the word of the Lord. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Huzzah. That's how you guys respond if we say that. <laughs> So um, let me just run it back real quick. Just some of the gifts that we have understanding from scripture, just a few of them. So uh, we have prophecy, ministry, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing. And by the way, faith is, is different from our general faith because we have, um, you know, we all have faith. So it's not to say that like one has better faith than another, not in that sense. Um, teaching, healing, exhorting, which exhortation, do you guys know what that means? You guys know what exhortation means? 
isn't it kind of like encouragement? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like the motivation side of things. It's the one that's like really pushing you to do something. But the, the, the Greek word split up basically, <clears throat> it's actually very similar to the concept of the Holy Spirit, how you're supposed to walk alongside. Oh, 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 oh. I thought I remember the Greek word of it, but now I can't remember. <laughs> it's like paleo something. Dang it. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar in that sense. We're like, we're called to walk alongside those in our, our life, but we're called to like encourage, or if you have that gift, like it's to really push and encourage them to, to do something because teaching would be more on the side of just sharing the truth and telling them what it is. And exhorting is more the one that's pushing them to enable that or put that into their action and into life and apply that. We also have giving, ruling, showing mercy, speaking in languages, and interpreting languages. Uh, and you can actually break down these gifts into different, uh, three different groups is from what I understand from my studies. So they're, they're miraculous gifts. So you have healing, prophecy, tongues, interpretation. You have the enabling gifts, which is faith, wisdom, discernment, knowledge, and team gifts, which is ministry, evangelism, exhortation, giving, mace, and sports. mercy, teaching, so can I say something serving. Really quick? Yeah. I just want to point out that the reason people think there's a hierarchy of gifts is because the team gifts are uh -huh. really hard to get into. Yeah. Um, meaning people that are, aka you three, not mm. to call you all out, just because y'all, I've heard the conversation a lot. You all have the gift of evangelism to some extent, right? Mm. Um, and to people who don't, we hear what you guys say as you guys should be us. You guys should do this because you're called to do this. Then the rest of us are like, but I don't have that gift. And you're like, well, I'll suck it. You're supposed to do it. Learn it read a book. And that's how we see that. So we see it, you guys as one unit because mission trips are a group. I've never seen one of y'all just go off by yourself, go yeah. with a group. That's why it's intimidating. That's why there's a hierarchy. We see so many of you possess a gift that we're like, dang, I wish I was that good. I wish I was that. I'll get up and go anywhere to preach the word of God. Yeah. But some people aren't. And that is why, because when there's yeah. a group, it makes you feel more alone. Yeah. I would, I would, uh, I would definitely say that I'd don't have the gift of evangelism really like i didn't mm. um so i i actually have taken the the test that you told him to take really? I, I looked it up in my email i was like this website looks really familiar <laughs> and my my gifts are teaching shepherding and exhortation um evangelism shows doesn't even show up in my top 10 but we know what you mean we know what you yeah, mean yeah. Just, but but yeah so I think that like me and Remy went out today and passed out flyers to people and <clears throat> Remy got to experience like, I'm just not good at like. <laughs> Dude, just, he, got, he got rejected. I it was got, so really? funny. So he times. was like, are you a freshman? And they were kind of alarmed like, no. And then Remy would do it. He's like, hey, you guys are freshmen? And like, you guys want like, a gift? We're giving away gifts to freshmen. And they're like, like yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I just, I'm just, that's one of my, I guess, weaknesses, things that I've had to work on is like approaching people. Christian's in like, general. Hi. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Not even hey. that though. When you see a man with a beard asking you like, are you a freshman in a very serious tone? It can yeah. be a little uh, arming. I think that's what uh, we said, right? Arming versus disarming. Yeah. But like, yeah, you worked on it. You got good at it. I got better. But like the, the, the point that I'm just trying to make is that, um, I think that I, I was in that, that, that like uh, realm of feeling like I, I wasn't, you know, don't feel like I have this, this gift per se yeah. of evangelism. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's taken me, I don't know, one, two, three years of, you know, I, I have studied things and, and listened to podcasts that have made it easier for me to do those things. And I've kind of, you know, pushed myself to try and do it and put myself in scenarios and circumstances like going to Africa is my first mission trip ever. Um, and, you know, I just said yes to doing it because the opportunity came up. Um and I was super uncomfortable the whole time going village to village really? and telling people. I was super, super nervous to like share the gospel like I'd never really done it before. Did it ever get easier or no? Um, yeah, it got easier while you're there, you know. And I, I know think, for some people it, yeah. it doesn't. Um, for right. me, it got easier, but I think that's I think a I'm great example of like what we were saying. Like, first of all, just because you maybe don't have the gift of evangelism doesn't mean you can't go on a missions trip. And I think that's just an example of obedience and what that looks like. Um, because having certain spiritual gifts or not having certain spiritual gifts doesn't disqualify you for things. And it doesn't 
elevates you to certain things. But I yeah. think we think it does. That's and I think yeah, like that's people on, that that's don't on. think they have a leadership skill will never take the mic away from someone who's good at it. Mm. Why would I ever do a job that I know Remy could do better? You know what I'm saying? It automatically we disqualify ourselves. Especially, and I don't think that's a good thing. Yes, mm. no, I agree. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. <clears throat> like, I think first of all, like obedience, regardless of like what your spiritual gift is or what it isn't, like mm. that's the most important thing. Like God's not going to place opportunities in front of you. Um, and if you're like, Oh God, what? But I don't have the spiritual gift of leadership. He's not going to be like, Oh, oh forgot my bad. I can't <laughs> place this in somebody else's, you somebody that. else's path. It's part know, of the application for yeah. the church. And so the other thing was like, I think sometimes, or honestly, probably a lot of the time, um, we get so caught up on like what our spiritual gift is. And sometimes you do like elevate it over certain ones. Um, and that's what Paul's talking about is like, just because people, you know, envy this certain part of the body doesn't mean this one isn't, um, you know, a part of the body and, you know, um, still helpful and extremely important to what the purpose of the entire body is. Um, and one thing, that I learned is like a spiritual gift is not, it's never for personal gain. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it gets messed up. That's where you start envying things because it's like, if I just had the spiritual gift of leadership or if I had the spiritual gift of teaching, then I could get all of these things or I could do all of these things. And it's like, well, obviously you're not going to have that gift. And some people have that gift and then they do, you know, uh, use it for the wrong things. Um, And so I think a spiritual gift is, like obviously it's always an expression of faith and it's always for somebody else to have their faith built up. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really important. Yeah. Let me go back to first Corinthians um, <clears throat> 12, just to bring up a point real quick. Then I'll, I'll jump back to this. Um, it says in verse uh, four, it says, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit, and there are a variety of service, but the same Lord, and there are a variety of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone, which you see kind of through that, uh, which is kind of cool. is just the the unity of the triune God at work. You see spirit, Lord, and God, which is cool. But anyways, uh, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. I'm just going to stop it right there. So yeah, our purpose with the spiritual gifts is to edify and to build up the body of believers. The reason that we have these gifts is not for ourselves, but to serve other people. And I'll actually jump to first Corinthians or sorry, first Timothy four 11 for us real quick, because something we don't think about is, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Not first Timothy four 11. Where is it? Hold up. First Peter four 11. My apologies. I went to first Timothy and I was like, that's not right. (laughs) Um, yeah, we, we don't realize, but we will be held accountable on the day of judgment for how we use our gifts. We don't think about that. We think like, Oh, like I'm too nervous. I I don't, I just, I don't know if I have this gift or, uh, I'm not going to, you know, pursue this other gift. Cause like, this is my one gift, but, uh, scripture clearly talks about how we will be held accountable for how we use our gifts and if we use them. And so in first Peter uh, four eleven says, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one may, uh, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to him being glory and dominion forever and ever. And before that in verse uh, 10, it says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So, uh, the scripture that really supports that we are going to be judged on how we use our gifts or not comes from Matthew in chapter 25 verses 14 through 30, which is the parable of the talents. Have you guys heard of the parable of talents before? Yeah. Are you about to read it? Uh, I don't have to, if you guys want to just explain no, it. No, I was just, if you want to read it, go for it. No, but do you, do you, do you know, have you heard of the parable of the talents Allie's before? has got a pee. She's, I have to pee, so I'm trying to get you to read it. So <laughs> if you want, you can take a break. You can take a break real quick. You She's can just go pee pee. She can leave. We can pause this thing or something. No, just see, read the verse, and I'll All be right. back by the time you're done. Oh, okay. That's what you were starting to say. Yeah, go ahead and do that. It's going to take go, 20 minutes. Go read real quick. She's actually got a poop really we're just gonna <laughs> We're just going to talk mad dog gonna crap gonna about you while you're gone. And turn up her mic so that we can point it towards the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, have some respect. 
This isn't going on the podcast. Is it going on the podcast? I thought we it was going to go on the podcast. I feel like we should have I don't edit this thing. Ago. I don't edit this thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyways. So I'm going to I'm going to read the parable of the talents for you guys. I'm just this is a, a scripture loaded episode and I love it because if anyone's going to do the talking, it's God. So parable of the talents. Listen in on this. I'm not going to read it with an accent. Uh, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property to one. He gave five talents to another two to another one to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more, but he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents here. I made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he who also had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents here. I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you had be, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I not, have not sown, and gather where I have scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent with him, and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will be who has will more be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh, it gets, it gets intense. intense. But no, like we, we, uh, we don't realize that God has given us gifts and if we're just going to bury our heads in the sand and not use them for God's glory, then what are we doing to the church? How are we edifying the body of believers that we're called to do according to first Corinthians 12, Ephesians four, uh, first Peter four eleven? Like, what are we doing? You know, like, what are we doing nothing. if we're not, we're doing nothing. Doing Jack's we got to do something. Squat. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. I think something that I want to add to is, is, I mean, for, like in, in my situation that I was talking about where I like have learned a lot and have grown in evangelizing, going to Africa and different things, like by no means is any of that supposed to be like giving glory to myself because it's all Christ working through me. And because of like where my life is and where I've been and what I've done and who I surround myself with, it's looked like going to Africa and things like that. But for someone else who isn't surrounded by the same people, doesn't have the same opportunities, evangelizing or working. <laughs> Sorry, speak up a little bit. Mike can just. Um, there you go. Working out their gifts can look completely differently. You know, it can be just in their friendships, their friend circles that they have. It doesn't mean you have to go to Africa. Like that doesn't mean my, you know, experience evangelizing by going to another country is all of a sudden better than someone who's just making friends with some freshmen at GCU and telling them yeah. about Jesus. So just wanted to like clarify that. Yeah. I think first of all, what, what I hear from that is like, number one, just because you have a spiritual gift doesn't mean like right off the bat, when you become a believer, you're going to be like perfect at that spiritual gift. Like we're being sanctified. We're learning, we're growing every single day. You're not going to just be, you might be really good at this one thing and that's how you know it's your spiritual gift, but that doesn't mean, you know, you can't continue to grow in that. And I think when you begin to find like complacency in that, that's when it becomes prideful because then you think it's just, oh, I was given this um, and I'm good at this. And it just becomes, when it, whenever it becomes turned inward, like towards yourself, that's bad. You got to get out of there. You know, you got you to <laughs> dip. Um, Sayonara. But yeah, and then I think the other thing you were saying, Christian, is like when when you start looking at other people's gifts and you start envying those things, that's 
just as prideful as if you're using your gifts for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when, you know, if somebody were to look at, you know, your trip to Africa or the things you're doing with the, with the gifts you've been given and they either are insecure about their own things or they would rather be in your place. That's just as sinful as if you were using those things for your, your own glory. Um, and so there's always, you know, two sides to that coin. Yeah. I want to bring it back to what you were talking about earlier about how we like go to Africa and we like evangelize and like having that gift. Um, <clears throat> so one thing to realize too, is that evangelism is maybe like 10% of that mission trip. The other 90% is the times where we're not in the villages, the times when we're with the team, when we're praying over people, when we're traveling on the bus or on the truck and like it breaks down 18 hours <laughs> at a time. There's the one-on-one -on -one discipleship that's happening with other people on the team. There's the, the times where we're in worship with God or we're, you know, as a team having dinner together. So there's the fellowship and the communion aspect. So like as much as we might think like, Oh, well I'm not called to evangelism or I don't have the gift of evangelism. So therefore I don't go on like an evangelistic type mission trip, but we don't realize that like one of the best and prime examples of someone I think that like exemplifies this from let's just say our mission trip that we can just kind of share is her name is Belita and Belita is I think everything over there. <laughs> she, she literally does everything for trail missions. Crazy. So Belita, she cooks, she does all of the food. She helps Amber with all those things, but she also translates. She also preaches. She also serves. She does everything. And so when I think of her, I don't think of her as having the gift of evangelism, even though she works for an evangelistic like organization, I think of her as having the gift of serving because she literally is always there to help you no matter what you need and will go out of her way to help you, even though she can still evangelize like crazy too. But like I see other gifts. And so it can seem intimidating that for a mission trip or for the idea that like, oh, I might not have that gift, might not want to go on this mission trip. We forget that like maybe you're, you're, you don't have the gift of evangelism, but you have the gift of healing. And that can be kind of controversial. I know some people, you know, you guys out there who believe that some of the gifts have seized and are unnecessary because the canon is closed, but we'll just agree to disagree with right now. But the point is, is that if you have the gift of healing, then you serve on that trip, not the position as much as being the preacher like Jack is, because Jack can just go all day long preaching. He's our, he's the main guy that runs the organization. Um, but like, if you have the gift of healing, then you're there for the praying aspect. You're there for the villagers. You're there for those that need healing or that need uh, uh, any kind of, of prayer in their life for what they've been experiencing. Or maybe it's the gift of discernment that you come with that like you can come into a village and you can tell where there is demonic presence and where there's not. Like there are so many different gifts. And that's what goes back to the body thing is that when we think from our mindset that there are certain gifts that are elevated above others because they're at, you know, in the spotlight more often, we've already gotten wrong what Jesus clearly taught us, which is that the greatest in the kingdom of heaven are the least in the kingdom of heaven. Like it really should be pushing us to not be the ones being like trying to sign up for church, being like, Hey, I want to volunteer. I have the gift of speaking. Can I get up on stage and start preaching to y'all? Like the idea is like, yo, do you guys need help with traffic control? Where does the church need help? Because that's the first and foremost thing we need to do is just start serving the church. But it's not about trying to tailor to our preferences, even though we think we might have that gift. You can have the gift of speaking or teaching and not have to be the, the pastor on stage. Like you can be the one teaching on those one-on-one -on -one coffee hangouts with friends. Like we always think it has to be at scale or it has to be at a giant event where we're talking in front of a ton of people. Me, by the way, even though I might believe that I have the gift of speaking, my, if you ever look at my legs while I'm on stage, they shaking like chicken legs. Like I, I get nervous as freak when I'm on stage talking in front of a bunch of people. I, per, I have to pretend to be confident that I'm speaking. It's easy when you're in front of cameras because like they're not here, they can't see it, and I can always cut things out. My legs are also down here. I kind, I think I have like ADD because my legs shake a lot too with that when I'm just sitting. But anyways, that's beside the point. The point is, is that like. What might be perception, we think perception is reality. What we see, we think is what's happening, but there's so much more behind the scenes. When Christian just explained earlier that like he doesn't feel that he has the gift of evangelism, it's like, but someone that hears, oh, you went on a mission trip over to Zambia, Africa, and you preached the gospel to those that were in villages that are in the middle of nowhere, you think, whoa, you got the gift of evangelism. But then he can share his story where he's like, I was freaking nervous. I did not know what to say. I was at a loss for words. I, we had so many people 
including myself at times on the trip where we just stumble and we stop talking because we don't know what to say and our pastor translators take over for us because we just, we don't know what to say. But like, it's the act of just pushing ourselves to be uncomfortable that helps us grow in those areas, which is what Christian also brought up. It's like, I wasn't great at like, I'm, he might say that, you know, he's phenomenal now or whatever you want to say. But the point is, is like, you started off not being that great at it, but because you were, you pushed yourself to be uncomfortable, like, God grew you in that area and it's become more comfortable. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And that's where, when we talk about too, that like it's a constant growth and sanctification. It's like, just because I have the gift of speaking or I have the gift of giving doesn't mean that I've capped it and that I'm, I'm already perfecting the gift. Like it changes and we grow with it all the time. And so I guess that just kind of is to help address the point with anyone that might believe that, oh, I don't, you know, I don't have a, the, the gift that puts me in the spotlight or one of those big gifts. So why would I do those things? It's like, we miss the whole point that church is not just that one Sunday that's in that spotlight, given that, you know, rocking message or whatever. It's like, it's those, those in between moments. It's that Monday through Saturday. It's those getting coffee with someone. It's talking with your barber when you're getting a haircut. It's when you're at the grocery store and they, the person notices your shirt or something. Cause you weren't an ask us why ask me about Jesus tea. It's like, it's those things that I think that provide the opportunities that really matter to God because we're not trying to do it for our image. We're not trying to do it to, to gloat, or at least we shouldn't be, but God sees and rewards those who do in secret. That's what he thought. That's what scripture talks about. So I think that I just want that to be an encouragement to anybody that thinks that their gift isn't as important. And that's maybe we've seen a tear to things and it's totally true. Like we see a tear, but we need to like repent of that mindset because that's not the way that scripture lines it out. And that's our, that's the enemy trying to, to discourage us to use our gifts because he wants to tell you you're not important. He wants to tell you that it's not enough. But like those small things are what add up to big things. And that's how the enemy works. He knows that's the secret. We just talked about it last week. We've talked about it the last couple weeks. He works in small ways incrementally. And it's like, it's those small moments that I think matter most that the enemy wants to discourage us in saying, you know, like your gift isn't that important. Like yeah, the gift of administration, like you're not bringing people to Jesus. It's like, dude, we are a body and we need everyone working for the church to actually be functioning the way it's supposed to. And that is the purpose of the gifts of the spirit. So that was just something I wanted to, to add to this, but does that kind of make sense with just kind of like the perspective and stuff, Allie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else on your mind? Um, couple of things. No, I'm okay. What are your gifts, Allie? What do you think oh, your gifts are? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, so many. No, first I want to so say many. this, though. Like, I agree with you. I just think it is really, like, we do need to repent of that. It's just, I think, something I can own up to. It's really hard when evangelism is the gift that's shown off the most on social media. All three of you have shown it off, as you should. It's something you're passionate about and you love, even if you weren't good at it necessarily or you were nervous. Sure made me feel like I would suck to something that you're good at. You know what I'm saying? We're good at fooling. You're really good with camera work. I didn't even know half of what you did because I was just like, whoa, Victoria Falls looks sick because you shot that. You mm. know what I'm saying? So I think it's really hard because from my standpoint, we see the posts and we're like, dang, I wish that was me. And I've told that to you so many times. I'm like, wow, I wish I was like that. I wish I was that like quick on my feet and like throw my stuff in a bag, like wash and wear kind of gal. Wish that was me. Yeah. Uh, but that is such a sad mindset but i think because mm. we see it so often like when you guys get back on the mission trip and it's like everyone's posting like with like joy and like going into what that looks like mm -hmm. it's really hard to not be like dang what did i do this summer i went surfing i didn't preach the yeah. gospel you know what i'm saying totally so i feel like it's something that's bred into our generation which is bad i'm not saying like mm -hmm. oh there's no way to get out of it now yeah. but i think that's at least my perspective if it, yeah. it's a gift that is easily shown off totally um, whereas other gifts aren't really like the gift of giving I feel like people are like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. You gave her this. Like no yeah. one, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. I think that I would say to that is we've experienced the same thing at some point where mm. earlier down in the path that we each take, cause we're all on a separate path, right? There's no comparison there. We're all different parts of our journey in our faith. Right. Um, I experienced the same thing. I would see posts of other people going on mission work or just seeing pastors or just evangelists or just people that were super passionate about teaching and sharing. Our mentor that we had in high school was that for us. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that he was doing it to, to gloat himself. It's just that he was passionate about it and he wasn't afraid to put himself out there because he was trying to just be obedient to what God was calling him to do. Right. And in turn, we witness the same thing, I think, in the same sense. We're like, you're seeing them do those things, but how we choose to respond is where it's different. 
is instead of that response of, I wish that I was that, the response is, I want to become that. How do I get there? And I think that that's where each of us might be on a different journey where, you know, some of us are, you know, young and aspiratious and, you know, going after it, teaching, evangelizing, putting up videos, putting on posts and those things, but it's become normal to us. So instead of us being in that middle beginning stage where you start doing it and it feels like, all right, trying to put yourself out there versus like, it's just become naturally who you are because that's what you've made your life to be. Yeah. And each gift is different. Yeah. But I think that, that what matters most is how we choose to respond to what we see with that. And I like that instead of like, I want to be that, how do I become that? Yeah. And so that's where community comes into play where it's, Mm -hmm. it's that you find those people that are like that and surround yourself by them, ask questions and pursue that. And then over time, the Lord's going to bless you because he who seeks shall find, ask and you shall receive Mm -hmm. knock and the door will be answered. Like if we desire the gifts of the spirit and we ask for them, God will give them to us, which is also another huge bro. Just ask. (laughs) Which is a great segue to the next part that I was just going to bring up is that like outside of taking a test online uh, to kind of get an idea, just ask God. Ask God to reveal what gifts he's given to you. And it's not a matter of your closeness to God or your spirituality or your level of, you know, how long you've been a Christian. There isn't this tier for any of those things. God's given you gifts that he has decided to give outside of those things, contrary to it. So when we might think like, you know, oh man, like I've been super athletic and I've always been a leader on the the team and I've always been team captain, like, like, and I've been pursuing God and I've been a Christian my whole life. Like God, you know, I want the gift of, you know, teaching and I want the gift of apostleship. And all of a sudden he's like, I've given you the gift of giving, do it in secret. <laughs> You're like, but I want to be on stage. I want to be up there in the big lights. And it's like, giving you the gift of serving. Don't let people know what you're doing. Humble yourself. It's like God's given us these gifts, but he's chosen what they are, but we need to seek them out. So it's not a matter of like conditional, where are you at in your faith? Now you're going to receive those gifts. Mm -hmm. We're all on the same playing field. And it's not that like we're somehow better. We're all on the same playing field. That was good. So, um, yeah, ask and you shall receive. You can do the online test. And then even more than that, Ask your friends because your friends can tell you really well. That's a big one, bro. Ask your friends. They can see it in you. Do that. (laughs) Do that because for real, what what were we doing earlier? Who brought this guy here? (laughs) Hey, who's this guy over here? But you were like, I took the Enneagram test and it was like a two or whatever. Yeah. And then Allie was like, like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. So for real though, if you're like in the wrong about what you, if you... If you ask your friends, hey, I think my gift might be this, or I think my gift might be this one, and they're like, um, we love you, but no, that's that's not it, chief. Um, then you know, and get some friends who will actually be honest with you about that stuff. Yeah. You don't want friends who just be like, yeah, you could do that. That's totally you, when it's just, it's really not it. Yep. And you can, you can test these too. Like just because someone might say you might have this doesn't mean that you actually have it because they could also not have the gift of discernment. <laughs> clearly, clearly not seeing things right. But like you can test it out and see which areas you get really excited about and what you're super passionate about and what areas you're like, not really me. Because I think that God will reveal it to us over time, like where we get the most excited and where we seem to be driven so much because that's where it's going to come from. I get super excited. I used to think all the time that evangelism was one of my gifts because I was like, I love just sharing Jesus and stuff. But I realized that I am way more on the side of exhortation than I am evangelism because evangelism is bringing Jesus to, to those that don't know Jesus, right? But like, you don't see me on the streets. I don't do no street evangelism. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do altar calls and that kind of stuff like through social media sometimes. But like, I think I'm way more passionate about edifying the body and uh, encouraging other believers to like do something with their faith. Like get out there. Don't be stagnant. Don't just be like one of the rest, like to pursue what God is calling you to do in life. Like that's where I get super passionate. And so I think that's where uh, you just need to find what areas excite you the most and where you can also serve in the moment. Cause it's not about, again, going back to church, like, reaching out being like, Hey, these are my gifts. Put me in that position. Or if I'm not in, in put in that position, then like this church isn't good for me because they're not using me for my gifts. It's like, dude, the church needs help in so many different areas. And like, it's not about you. You can use your gifts anywhere. Doesn't have to be in this, this, the spotlight. 
So yeah. Um, anyways, I think that this would be a really good topic to carry on into another episode where we can break down more of the gifts because I think we talked about the generalization of the gifts of the spirit, um, and just kind of how we can discover them and those kind of things. But I think it'd be really cool because I wish that I would have learned earlier on in life what each of the gifts were and what they actually mean so that I could more better identify what my gifts might be. So I think that we can break them down in the next episode for you guys. But um, is there anything else you guys want to add to this before we close out? Hey, ask about your gifts, okay? Stop being an idiot and pray about it. (laughs) And that is the gift of exhortation, my friends. Just do it, okay? (laughs) Just, Just do it. Just do it. And pray about it. Christian, you got something? I said and pray about it. Amen, Allie, brother. you got something? Yeah, can I say my gift? Yeah. I was waiting to, and no one ever asked me except Connor. Uh, <laughs> we did ask you what your gift was. Nope. The disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> Connor did, and then the I was dis- going to answer, respect. but then I was like, nah, I got to um, Unreal. Ask me how my day was. How's your day? Unreal. Don't. I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> You yeah. never ask me. Well, if you want me to ask, then Carl, do it. Do it. What do, do you it. think my so gift you ask is? me, but you don't push it hard enough. You need to really push me What's to talk about gift? it. What's my gift? What do you think it is? No, do what you're. No, 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 no. You just said to ask. I'm asking you. What do you think my gift is? No, it was a joke. No, 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 no. no. You told me to ask. <laughs> Guys, stop fighting. <laughs> Gosh. Anywho, I think I have the gift of mercy. I think so too. Cool. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks <laughs> for tuning in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a fake intro out of, or outro to that one and we'll come back to it. Got you guys. Uh, did you want to add, add anything else or is that? that is how did you, how did you, how do you feel like you found Does everyone else that out or discovered it? Or? Um, I think I discovered it because of my situation growing up. I got a really crappy one. Like God rolled the dice that landed on me. I said, why? And he said, just deal with it. It's like pouring in the cups, that crappy situation. <laughs> Whoa. All of it. Um, I'm just kidding. But I think with the position I was actually blessed with, honestly, with getting raised by my grandparents, my grandma's a very merciful lady. And um, I think I just (laughs) love her. I just adopted that heart from her. And it made me want to pursue like psychology, Um, not because I really care about the science about how people are the way they are, but because everyone's different. And I love that. And I have a really big empathetic heart. I literally carry people's burdens. Connor could be mad at someone a week later, be like, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm still mad for you. Like, I'm really bad at that. (laughs) Um, You know that kid who took your lunch money in second grade? I never met him, but I'm mad at him. (laughs) (laughs) I do that all the time, though. Even with your ex-girlfriends, I'm like, yeah, she's the worst. And Connor's like, she's not that bad. I'm like, no, 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 no. You you don't get it. Um, but I just, I don't know. You want to do that for me? You carry my burdens. I do it for, I cry often for other people because I just like hate to see people so hurt. Oh, that's great. That's, that's a good gift. To and have. that's something that I, I think that's not we my probably gift. cry the same amount of times a week. Like you and me, if you compared them, maybe like probably the same, like number wise. Yeah, definitely. Probably. I think I cried probably 12 times the past two weeks. Connor, are you about the same? I don't think I've ever cried 12 times in my life. <laughs> yeah, I think I've only cried like a handful of times. I just, Anyways, I cry all the time. You know what really gets a man to cry? Seeing another man cry. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Guys aren't We're watching Up. What? Yeah, Connor cries at the watching movie Up. I, first up? 10 minutes of that movie is the most emotional I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I was on the plane home from Africa and I watched up and I was tearing up. Someone just like looked over at him. He was just, just watching cartoon. Yeah. I watched (laughs) watched a movie recently and was like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm almost crying right now when like (laughs) situate like circumstances in my life warranted so much more emotion. But then the movie was just like, (laughs) I think I cried during the movie war room. You guys ever seen that one? Marley and me. Marley and me, yeah. I mean, like, everyone cries. If you don't cry, you have no heart. So that's just kind of out there on the it's table. Awkward. Anyways. You want to answer that phone call, bro? Who's that? Oh. We're decorating. Oh. <gasps> Someone's calling Christian, and it's a girl. It's Jeremy's mom. <laughs> ha! 
No, it's, it's, yeah. No, <laughs> okay, it is. Can... Anyways. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast with us today. Oh, I know this was a longer episode than usual, but I think it was worth it. If you think it was worth it to go ahead and share this with a friend, give this podcast episode or just the podcast in general a like. If you are not watching us on YouTube, go and check us out on YouTube so you can be in the room hanging with us in the lion's den. Subscribe, hit that notification bell so you can be notified every time we upload a video at YouTube at midnight because, um, you know, I, I edit when I can get around to it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, with that being said, guys, if you want to support us, check out the Ask Us Why shop. You can go to askuswhyshop.com, check out some sweet merch. And uh, that's how you guys support us. That's how we keep doing what we're doing. If you want us to keep doing what we're oh doing, God. Yeah, same thing, really. <laughs> support there us. Right? They want to leave. Let them go. You got to go. Follow us. I'll catch you guys Shop. next week. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.